I know what you're asking yourself, and the answer is yes. I have a nickname for my penis. It's called the Octagon, but I also nickname my testes. My left one is James Westfall, and my right one is Dr. Kenneth Noisewater. You ladies play your cards right, you just might get to meet the whole gang. You want to hear a funny joke? Sure. Trump got COVID. Oh, <laughs> shit. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Fascination with Films. We just lost the whole MAGA audience <laughs> all at once. So I don't think they're our demographic anyways. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hopefully everyone had a great week, better, better than the president. Uh, it's horrible. I, I mean, I got to say, though, I do. I feel bad for him in that sense. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't. I, wa- don't. I, w- I wish I did, but if he had handled it uh, right when he got out and he's like, you know, I, this humbled me. You guys got to be concerned. This is a little something where you mask. Then I'd feel bad for him. I don't feel bad for him at all now yeah. because now he's just putting innocent people in, uh, in harm's way. Yeah, well, look at the yeah, so. look at what he's done, man. I'm telling you, we haven't seen him since Monday, so I am not convinced we're not doing like a moon over Parador type situation <laughs> with Richard Dreyfus and they've yeah. already replaced Trump with yeah. with Alec Baldwin. We were like, I know that's Alec Baldwin or right Dave. now. Dave. <laughs> yeah, it's totally Dave or any of those things. A weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, I'm telling you, they just, like tie their legs to uh, Trump's legs and just walk him oh by the window like Home Alone style. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, I was telling you, I, I was watching, I've been watching my, uh, like, uh, WrestleManias this week. I've been catching up on a bunch of them. And I forgot how many of them were at Trump Tower and how many he's in the front row. Yeah. And I'm like, this motherfucker is ruining my shit for him. I see him in the front row and every once in a while he'll wave and everything. I, I know later in the w, when it became WWE, they made, like, a, even more of a laughing stock of him and had him, like, in situations in the ring I and think stuff he got like that. punched by Mike Tyson at yeah one there point. was some weird thing and then he tackled somebody outside the ring because that's the fake thing that they use all the time when yeah. they'll, they'll like they put COVID's head on him this time and oh god do you hear that selling a uh, uh, Trump survive COVID uh, commemorative coin that's being sold at the White House what Can you that shit Good the God, guy hasn't man. even passed his like incubation period yet, and they're already selling that he survived. How, I just would. I mean, they might be worth some money if he ends up dropping though. Yeah. So. I saw somebody the other day selling a gold one hundred dollar Trump bill. Oh man, that's yeah. crazy. And you, you were telling me about, and I had uh, seen it too. The, uh, the all the great memes and videos going around. So funny. The one dude. about the debate with the Big Lebowski when he shut the fuck up, Donnie. <laughs> yeah, shut up, Donnie. Uh, and then <laughs> I love the one that I had sent you of John Goodman from Flight coming in yeah bag of drugs <laughs> yeah like, coming into the white house seen in the oval office right now i really liked uh <laughs> the one i sent you to that was the uh the eight mile freestyle oh, yeah, yeah, battle yeah, yeah. at the end yeah. oh my god dude there's a bunch of there's another one i saw today where he's they put his head on someone's body very it looked just like south park used to do it with mel gibson yeah it was like a cartoon <laughs> body with a head yeah and it's him skateboarding while drinking clorox bleach oh and, and it's god. playing like fleetwood mac in the background yeah. it's really great <laughs> <laughs> oh. creative people come out during yeah. the pandemic so they can't leave <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, so every, I hope everyone enjoyed last week. Last week we dealt with uh, character actresses. This yeah. week, ensemble films. So we're going right. to talk about it's Technically, I guess this is another acting pod in a way because uh, these movies are heavy. Like, paychecks were paid during these movies, man. Oh, yeah, man. dude. Uh, that's where almost all these movies, except for the last one, or in the third one, probably went to actors. You know? Yeah. 
because those other ones, well, probably seven too. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> there was sure. a couple. If they're action heavy or special effects heavy, then they're definitely gonna put a big chunk of cash on those. But Just man, double the budget. There's some actors here that in some of these films. I mean, each. I've always been a fan of ensemble films. It always seems daunting from a director's standpoint having to deal with all these people and oh, all the yeah. different uh, personalities and uh, you kind of have to get everybody on board to be able to do these things uh, and it takes a certain type of director to make it happen but we're trying to do some acting kid <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> before we get in these any, anything interesting happen this week you go uh, go out on the boat or anything no, um, no this, this weekend um, the weather didn't cooperate on Sunday yeah. and uh, Saturday we didn't have a trip yeah. but um Arby's contacted me today. Oh yeah, yeah. They were, they're going to use my song again. Said, so. I hear you got the meats. That's right. <laughs> yeah, the last time they said we got the meats, and at Justin Davis has the beats. Oh nice. <laughs> yeah. See, that is uh, that is pretty clever right there. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's cool. So they're going to be using one of their things in like one of their ad campaigns or something. Um, in, songs? in their TikTok videos. In their TikToks. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's mm. really cool. Uh, yeah. So I say we get going with some ensemble films, man. Absolutely. Because nothing's going on in my life. My wife's been gone for like uh, two weeks. She's coming back Friday, so I've been just cleaning the house and watching movies and catching up on stuff like that. So Poor guy. I have to go to work. I got to uh, go hardcore work on next Monday because I'm going to South Florida to help uh, uh, paint a house inside and out. So I'll see how much I can do in two days. Yeah. Uh, but it'll be, it's easy enough. I got off easy. I didn't have to leave town for two and a half weeks. So, uh, All right. What do we got here, man? What do, you, what do you look at? Why don't you pick one? We don't have to oh, go down Oh, just the pick list. one? Yeah, just pick one, man. Wow. We're um, going to go crazy on this. Well, I'll tell you, the number one here, I was, I'm was, i just so excited, you know, like, Anchorman, dude. Like, ah, Anchorman. It, dude, it's it's one of my favorite freaking movies, dude. I love it, man. It's, it's probably one of the funniest comedies ever. It's so hot out here. <laughs> Milk was a bad decision. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's so many one-liners from this movie that are just so hilarious. I think, I think overall, though, my favorite scene in this movie is like the ensemble beyond the ensemble. Yeah, oh, is, yeah. is the fight, the fight scene? Sequence, oh yeah. my god! Watching dude. the fight sequence, they just pulled out some serious actors. No commercials, no interruptions. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably start each one of these with kind of giving a little bit of a roll call on ones. We can do them by like uh, what we can remember on here, but I think I've, I've got most of these. Uh, so, Anchorman. Will Ferrell. Christina Applegate. Uh, love that they picked her in that oh, movie, Oh, she too. was great, And dude. she was really good. Uh, Paul Rudd, amazing yeah. in it. David uh, Kushner, who doesn't get enough love. He's no. that bald guy yeah. from Talladega Nights. And Whammy! And Krampus. <laughs> he was great in Krampus. Yeah, also. he really was. Uh, who else we got? Uh, Steve Carell in probably one of the last crazy roles that he played. I mean, he still, I guess, played a little crazy in that, like, Space Force and everything. But he got really, like, serious no. after this movie. I mean, he was doing, like, uh, when he did Foxcatcher. I and never then saw he, that uh, Oh, Foxcatcher was good. Me and Dave were going to be talking about that next week in true crime actually i love where they um they huh. sorry we had a little technical difficulty over here on the side it's fine <laughs> um i love when they are introducing the characters at the at the party and they go to him and he's putting mayonnaise in the toaster <laughs> yeah. and, and he's like you know i'm brick tamlin and he's like later on I, people will come to find out that i have an iq below 40 yeah. <laughs> like Oh. It's so funny. He plays the the most random of characters. Yeah, 
Are yeah. you just saying what you love, what you see? I, I love lamp. I love chair. I love chair. <laughs> Do you really love uh, lamp, Rick? <laughs> I love lamp. I love lamp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard to pinpoint what my favorite thing is about. I mean, I'm always been, if you're not a Will Ferrell fan, yeah, this is not going to be no, for you. For no. you. That's for sure. Like, my wife is not a huge Will Ferrell fan, so it's probably not the best of movies for her. But right. uh, maybe, she, I think she liked parts of old school, though. But this was really Will Ferrell. I oh, mean, yeah, just dude. crazy. Adam McKay was the, uh, the director on this who's done all sorts of crazy stuff. I'm pretty sure he's the guy behind uh, that Vice Principals show. I never and, saw that. Uh, I heard it was Eastbound and Down. Though. I think that's Adam McKay. Uh, always does some really crazy stuff, but... Yeah, what other actors are we missing in this? There's, there's been a, there's a lot of like character actors. Did you say that Paul Rudd? On. Paul Rudd, yeah. yeah. Sex yeah. Panther. Sex Panther, man. <laughs> <laughs> and his mustache and yeah. everything, man. And you and, got... Uh, Vince Vaughn who's yep Vince Vaughn during the like fight sequence yeah like you said that's like the ensemble of ensembles yeah. because they added Vince Vaughn they added Tim Robbins yep. uh, Ben Stiller yeah uh, who am I missing? There's there? somebody that we're missing There's that like I can't somebody remember. Else. Uh, Danny Trio was uh, the bartender in yeah. this movie. At Women can do things yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally every sec Jack Black. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Hunting, he punted Baxter. Yeah. <laughs> the man punted Baxter. <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically, what you got going on in this movie is just like a. Uh, what is it? It's a newsroom full of like alpha males who don't give a shit in, about anybody. In the 70s, yeah, right the before 70s. the women's lib mo yeah. movement, or right during the women's lib movement, and, and Christina Applegate is the first like female co-anchor, mm -hmm. and none of them take her seriously, but she takes herself seriously. Fred Willard is brilliant. Oh, he plays the so boss good. in this movie. Oh. Yeah, he's great. I love when he's on the phone with his, uh, with his son's school, and oh. he's like, now ma'am, you and I are both grown adults. We've both seen our own fair share of pornography. <laughs> oh, you haven't, sister. <laughs> but this type of movie is the type of one that's probably got a six-hour blooper reel oh on it. Oh, gosh, Because yes. I, you could tell with some of these jokes that they just let the camera roll and oh, let yeah. these guys go crazy. And what we're watching is the best takes. Yeah. I have a feeling they could re they could easily release this movie with a completely different set of dialogue and takes because we get it from the uh, – I love it has that outtake at the end during the credit roll. Uh -huh. And I don't know when was the last time you saw it, but it's they – a few months. Uh, they interjected a blooper from uh, Smokey and the Bandit. Just randomly, oh, that's right. I just forgot randomly about that. inserted like a Smokey and the Bandit clip, which is funny because that's what Smokey and the Bandit uh, or the Burt Reynolds movies always did during the crawl. Yeah, was that great kind of blooper reel that they did? I, I yeah. loved it. Uh, so yeah, Anger Man was great, man. I loved it. I loved uh, it. It's hard between some of his other movies because they're all kind of ensembles, you know. Yeah. I mean, Talladega Nights Absolutely. and Old School were were almost as ensemble, maybe not. Surprising that John C. Riley didn't find a role in this. Yeah, you man, know, that's the only person I really missed from that universe universe of yeah. Will Ferrell because yeah. he was my absolute favorite uh, thing about uh, Talladega Nights. Yeah, because I don't think Eastbound and Down, what's his name from that? No, um, Kenny Powers wasn't in it. Because uh, I don't think they had connected name? yet. I think they Danny connected. McBride, yeah, yeah, Danny McBride. I think they connected during Eastbound and Down because yeah. remember Will Ferrell was yep. the car dealer? Yep, car dealer. Oh, yep. God, that was so but I funny. think he came in during Vice Principals for like an episode or two just mm -hmm. for whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they were always funny, man. Yeah, love that fucking movie. <laughs> uh, well, since we brought John C. up, I'm no. going to jump 
right down to number nine nice. with 1997's Boogie Nights. This is a great movie, dude. I love Boogie Nights. I've man. only seen it a handful of times. You know, rewatch but... it. It's one of those movies that you forget how great it is until you rewatch it, and you're like, "This is dark." Yeah, oh I yeah. Mean, it, it, there's parts of it that are super fun, and then there's parts of it that are so dark it's almost hard to watch. Yeah. Uh, just to do our little roll call here, so we've got John C. Riley, yep. Mark Wahlberg, uh, Heather, Heather Graham. Uh, Heather Graham Burt Reynolds. Uh, Burt Reynolds, obviously. Yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman, William H. Macy. Uh, what was the uh, our girl from Hannibal? Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore. Yep. Uh, she was in it. Uh, who am I? Miss Don Cheadle. Yeah, that's really what good. I was thinking of, yeah. Uh, Laura Walters, who did a lot of P.T. Anderson movies. Louis Guzman. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, was fabulous. And even uh, Ricky Jay. Do you remember Ricky Jay? No. He was the, he was the big uh, cinematographer. He had a big, thick beard. Uh, he's a magician in real life. Oh, really? And he used to perform all the time in Vegas, and he's super famous for his card tricks and his sleight of hand. Huh. So it, he, he ended up later on doing a lot of movies, specifically P.T. Anderson movies. I think he was in Magnolia, and he was in... Uh, he was in Magnolia, Hard Eight, and Boogie Nights, so P.T. Anderson must have some kind of affinity for him, but uh, I always loved him. Uh, uh, Thomas Jane and Alfred Molina. Oh, wow, God, that's man, right, yeah. a lot of people Dude, in that scene with Alfred Molina is That's always my favorite, wall. man, when it yeah. goes downhill, yeah. like, bad, yeah. and that's the scene where they're actually, because a lot of people don't realize that they're, this is really kind of a take on the John Holmes story. Uh-huh. John Holmes uh, was a porn star, and then once he got out, he got addicted to drugs, and then he got involved with a lot of mafia and some bad dudes, and he tried to rob... Um, he was involved with a robbery that happened on Wonderland. Uh, I think Wonderland is considered... I think it's the street that it happened in California. Oh, interesting. They called it Wonderland, and uh, where they went in there and basically pulled the Alfred Molina thing. They went in right. there to rob a drug dealer. Shit went wrong. People got killed. Yeah, uh, and it was bad, bad situation. I always found that scene like extra disturbing because of the the whacked out kid that yep, was just dropping off fireworks and like he had no yep. no reason to be in yep. the scene. Other than he just made it fucking yep. creepy. Alfred Molina right. in his underwear with a showing uh, playing Russian roulette. Yeah. The oh, sister God. Christian playing on the fucking radio. Yeah. And then it goes into like 99 Luff Balloons and Jesse's Girl. That was like 380 songs. Yeah. Uh, still one of my favorite performances by Ma- Mark Wahlberg is that completely silent uh, scene in in that scene with Alfred Molina when mm-hmm. he's like, you could tell that everything that's happened to him in the whole movie is going through his head. Yeah. And, uh, John C. Riley's trying to get him to leave. Thomas Jane doesn't want to leave, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Sorry, sir, we gotta go." And then yeah. Thomas Jane just flips the fuck out. Oh man. god, dude! Oh, such a great scene. I tell you, I think for me, probably the most memorable scene is when um, Philip Seymour Hoffman Hoffman tries to. I think he hits on Mark yeah. Wahlberg, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's just like, "This he fa- feels super bad." About yeah, and it. just goes out to the driveway and just starts crying. That and was probably like that. the first movie where we really got to see Philip Seymour Hoffman's acting chops. Absolutely. Where we're like, this guy is like next level because before that he was also he was in hard eight and he was he's also a pt anderson guy so Mm -hmm. he was in hard eight he was in punch drunk love he was in magnolia he was the he was the nurse in magnolia he was awesome in it Mm -hmm. uh and then later in life he became like super good and obviously then uh then he left too too damn early and then didn't didn't William H. Macy? That was my scene, man. At the when, party, right? Well, there's a scene earlier where his his wife is just fucking somebody on the street. Yeah. Like, it, and the party is like at the house, and right behind the house is this little parkway there, and there's just like six people surrounding him. And I guess it's a porno 
party. Uh, party so yeah. I guess it's not as unusual as it would be. But it was William H. Macy's wife. Yeah. And he goes over and he says, what the hell are you doing? And yeah. she just tells him to get the hell out of there. And you could see that he's been just disrespected and he's lost it. But that at that party that was from 79 to 80, it was yeah. that, uh, that New Year party where he went in, caught his wife, that long tracking shot back out to his car. He grabbed a gun, long tracking shot inside. You see him open the door. Just his perspective, not what he sees, but we're seeing him from right. like, uh, down the hallway shoot the two people in the room then come out stand everyone's celebrating the moment it hit midnight he yeah. smiles and puts the gun in his mouth and blows his brain God, out. Dude. and that's where the movie just like went crazy yeah right no i mean that. it was it was almost like it was like a three-part film almost but it was, it was like almost fun up yeah. until that point, oh yeah absolutely. you know what i mean like absolutely. and i mean okay yeah the the movie is about the porn industry which automatically puts like a, a darker subject matter it's not for on everybody. it it's not no for it's everybody. definitely not no. you know um, like I even remember the first time I saw it, like feeling uncomfortable yeah. that I was just watching. But the it's movie. like that. Uh, P.T. Anderson is very similar to Quentin Tarantino to me. He, mm-hmm. There's a lot of shocking scenes that he does. He does long movies, three hours. He wants to tell this huge story where people are interconnected. I mean, never more so than probably Magnolia. We could have done any P.T. Anderson movie really, but Boogie sure. Nights had so many people in it. Uh, I, I love when him and John C. go out to uh, to cut an album together. Just how ridiculous oh, it is. Oh, yeah, dude. Or them just going crazy on their Coke binges. And, yeah. Uh, oh, God. That stuff with uh, with Roller Girl. Oh, man. In, in the limo. In and, the limo, and, dude. Oh. And he was like, I used to go to high school with you. Like, yep. oh, God. Uh, like, true story, too, is uh, uh, Burt Reynolds was so pissed after this movie, uh, after he finished making the movie, mm-hmm. that he fired his agent. I remember you, yeah, you Fired his that. agent. He says, yeah. this is bullshit. And then uh, he won the Golden Globe. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe, uh, you know, hindsight. I mean, don't you hire him by, back? Yeah. I don't think he hired him back. Uh, I mean, which is absolutely like a kick in the face. Yeah. Like, well, and then I think he went and did striptease after that. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. I mean, which come on, ridiculous. dude. Come like, on. that movie was ten times worse. I mean, this, worse. Was, this like, has got substance. This is exactly. probably on like, the list of top 200 movies. You're walking around in boots covered in Vaseline. Smelling me more yeah. laundry lint. Oh my god! <laughs> I love. It. I'm not knocking strip tease. No, strip no, tees. that was a fun movie too. <laughs> uh, was not Showgirls. Showgirls is the crap one. Oh yeah, strip tease right. is the funny one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Boogie Nights, man. I, I can always watch it. I, I watch it every like. Uh, it's one. It's like The Godfather. You know, it's like one of those movies you watch or Goodfellas. Every, mm-hmm. every year, year and a half, bust out Boogie Nights, man, and then you're like, you're always forget how amazing it is. We shouldn't. We should mention my also my favorite scene. So many scenes. In it, but the scene where Cheadle shows up at the donut shop at the end, uh, uh, he just happens. Like his pregnant, scene, uh, right? his pregnant wife, Laura Walters, is in the uh, in the car. Ma- majorly pregnant. Yeah. Don Cheadle walks into the. Uh, they had just gotten married. He's wearing his complete white That's, suit. I'm starting to remember. He, go- it he now. goes in there, and while he's in there getting the donuts, it's Christmas time. Uh, a guy comes in to rob the place. Yeah. And uh, then uh, that guy that was from uh, Southern Comfort that we always, me and Dave always talk about. He's the uh, the stunt man that uh, trains all the NFL players. Oh, okay. He's sitting in one of the booths, and he sees that the place is getting robbed. So he reaches into his vest, pulls out a gun. Shoots the robber. The robber ends up uh, turning and shooting the uh, the NFL guy, and then turns the gun and ends up shooting the uh, the clerk. Right. Uh, oh, I think the clerk got hit with like a ricochet. So everyone dies yeah. inside the uh, uh, donut shop, and Don Cheadle is like covered with brains and yeah. blood, and he just looks down at the money and he just swipes. Hey. Then the next thing we see, he's got his stereo shop and everything. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, mean, I love how it ended, man. I love that ending uh, where it wrapped everybody up and the yeah. whole family got back. And together. that's what they were. They were a family. You yep. know what I mean? Like it was. That yeah. was a really good movie. Fantastic was, movie. You know. Yeah. Definitely um, on my top fifty. 
All right. All right. Well, what you got? Let's go with the Expendables. Dude. Oh, nice, man. Jeez, man. This is a this is a friggin' uh, a cast, dude. This, you. I mean, this is an action movie of all action movies, and yes, there are a thousand action movies that mm-hmm. are better than this. Yeah. But like, if dude, they had done this in like. 1988 oh or 1992, gosh, something like, like that. that oh. It would have been massive, but it was so much different. Everyone had deals with different production companies. Right. You would never be able to get it done. The only reason this movie got done is because of Stallone. Oh, yeah. Uh, Stallone directed it. Uh, I don't know if he wrote it. I think he did. He might I have even co-wrote it. I think he co-wrote it with Maybe somebody else. Maybe that's what it was, yeah. But he directed it for sure. And... Uh, it's it's fun, man. There's some uh, there's some scenes that don't need to be needed whatsoever. No. That the scene that I just recently watched it and I loved every I, I loved it all. It was so much goddamn fun. But the scene with Schwarzenegger, that did not need to be in there. It was and just to put them on the screen yeah, together. That was you know? what it was all about. Yeah. It's like, oh, we got some other guy who's going to bid on the job. And then he comes in, he says, I don't want it. And he walks out. Yeah. And, like, and he didn't get paid for it because he was the governor at the time. Oh, really? So I didn't know that. That was part of it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. He, couldn't, he couldn't get paid for it. So huh. he just came in as a, like a... Um, as a, because like, everybody to wanted Stallone. to see them yeah. on the screen together. And the same like. with uh, Bruce Willis. And Br- not Bruce Willis' best acting, I'll say. No. Bruce Willis sometimes really phones it in. Oh, sure. Cop Out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can't watch it. I can't even watch Cop Out. I don't and even think I've even seen with, it. Even uh, with, that's Kevin Smith's probably worst movie, but that wasn't his It wasn't his script. He went in there. That was one of the few times that he went in and tried to do a movie that was somebody else's. Uh-huh. Uh, and he lost control. He talks about this, too. He lost control of the set. Oh, wow. And uh, at some point... Uh, uh, Tracy Morgan and uh, Bruce Willis just started making up all the dialogue. They no ignored, shit. ignored the script completely. Wow. To the point where it makes no sense. You know, wow. Try to watch it. It's fucked up, dude. That's crazy. And he I talks about it. He says, I had no control after a while. It's, when I got in there, I did. And then I, I got them to agree just to read what's on the uh, on the page and everything. And then Tracy just started ad-libbing. And Bruce is like, I didn't know we were allowed to ad-lib. And then boom, it's gone. Wow. Yeah. So and he, him and Bruce Willis had a hard like uh, angry relationship after Cop Out, Kevin Smith. And then Kevin said Bruce called him out of nowhere one day. He's like, I don't know if he was drunk or if he was high or something. And he yeah. just said, Hey, Kevin, how's it doing? I just want to talk to you and say how you how you were doing and everything. And just caught up with him. You're like, Okay, that's a little strange, wow. but okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I love in, in the Expendables. Yeah, let's talk the cast here. Well, you got Dolph Lundgren, De- uh, Jet Li. Jet Li looked better than. Uh, like physically and like his action in it looked better than anybody. Oh yeah, on screen, absolutely, dude. Him and Dolph, I thought were so good at That's, this. That's yeah, dude. They, their their relationship because Dolph was the biggest guy. Yep. He was the smallest guy. Yeah, you oh, know, and such like, a great fight scene between the two of them. Oh yeah. Like, oh man, really like, good, dude. I uh, Mickey Rourke was in this. Uh, Randy Couture, the yep. uh, uh, what is UFC, UFC fighter. Uh, fighter? He was the champ for a little the while. The huge cauliflower ear. I, I love that they work that into the script. Oh too, yeah. But they talk about his cauliflower yeah. ear. Uh, Terry Crews. Terry Crews, yeah. who uh, almost didn't do it. He was. Go- uh, it was supposed to be uh, Wesley Snipes. Interesting. And Wesley Snipes had the problem with his taxes. Yeah. Couldn't do it, so they called Terry, and Terry's like, "I'll do it." I'm glad Terry works just as well. I'm glad he was. He he got to be in that yeah. because he he was never. An action star. No. You know, he no, never no. was. Like, this was his first, as far as I know, oh, his yeah. actual action Which movie. Which is weird, because he's got action written all over him. Oh, yeah, he's, he's huge, yeah, dude. He's massive. You know, but I love the gun that he has. Yeah. Like, I forget the exact kind and all that, but, like, it literally just blows people to mm. pieces, you know? And um, uh, what, uh, Eric Roberts played the bad guy. Yeah. And the guy from Dexter played the, like, sub-bad guy. Oh, interesting. I didn't realize that. He was the that. guy who ran the Colombian, like, death squad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I love the very first scene where um, they're going to, like— Jason re- Statham. We didn't mention Jason Statham. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, th- I thought I said it, but yeah. maybe not. Um, yeah, and I, I like 
him and Sylvester Stallone's little rivalry with the knives and the guns yeah. to see who can get off. I the- think what I was hoping from, or what most people were hoping from Hobbs and Shaw, came out better with Statham and oh, yeah. Stallone in The Expendables. Yeah. That, um, like, very cavalier kind of fun back and forth with each other. Yeah. Well, I also enjoyed that scene where Jason Statham beat the shit out of that guy on the basketball court. Yeah, that was girl. a great little sub scene. Oh, that was great, And dude. normally that wouldn't work, but I, th- I think that worked well uh, with him, like, coming back to her and then yeah. realizing and then you... It was one of those things when he showed up, you wanted him to kick his ass. Absolutely, too. dude. Like, oh, this guy's begging <laughs> right. for it. Yeah. And I love Statham anyway. So. But yeah, the very first scene where Dolph Lundgren kind of loses it, they're, yep. they're in a hostage negotiation, you know, and they're like, oh, they haven't sent the money. Or he's like, here's the money. He's like, it's double that now. And he's like, no can do. He's like, you know, this is the money. Take it or leave it, you yep. know. And they end up getting into a firefight, and Dolph Lundgren hangs a pirate, you know, and he, yeah. he starts to lose his shit, mm-hmm. and Jet Li has to go up and kind of beat the shit out of him and yep. and you know oh it's so good dude i love but, it's such a random scene but it's when when dolph comes back yeah. to see if he can get uh on the the team and stallone turned him down and yeah. everything it was such a great scene because it, it led up to that awesome uh that awesome uh, car chase mm-hmm. you know in the middle of the streets man the last 20 minutes of this movie was crazy dude i mean it nothing was but gunshots crazy. and explosions yeah right? i don't know they spent some serious uh money on a lot this. of it is cgi though that's one thing it's that's true stallone has mentioned uh steve austin oh that's right Man, he was a he was bad asshole movie. Dude. And he, yeah. well, he plays an asshole all the time what's weird about him is uh see i was mentioning wrestling earlier i I remember him when he was on WCW and he was called Stunning Steve Austin Uh and he weighed about 160 pounds. And he took them roids. And he had a full (laughs) head of blonde hair that swept to the side and everything. And that was his persona. He was Stunning Steve Austin and all of a sudden he left for like a summer. He came back so jacked up and he was now he's being called Stone Cold Steve Austin and he shaved his head and I'm like what the hell happened to this guy? It happens though. It happens to a lot of wrestlers that I see and then you're like wait uh Earthquake is now Akeem. Yeah. And, I, and these uh, Tugboat was like three different characters. That's right. Uh, well, Razor, Man- Razor Ramon used to be the Diamond Stud. Mankind was like four or five different people. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? So many different things. So it, but it's, it was interesting to watch. One of the really cool things about um, the Expendables, you were talking about that car chase scene. Um, so the truck that Stallone had mm-hmm. in that, he got one of those trucks he owns one of those trucks now i doubt that it's bulletproof glass and all that but like he has one of those in his house in his so-called stable of you know vehicles i think he does that in a lot of movies i'm pretty sure he kept the cobra car too the pharaoh from cobra yeah i mean if you're you're that i remember when uh Schwarzenegger uh, got a helicopter for doing uh, T2. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, we're just going to throw a helicopter. I will donate this to the city of Los Angeles. <laughs> like... Fuck no, this sucker's driving me around to my uh, Laker games. That's crazy, dude. <laughs> yeah, and I have seen the other ones. They weren't as good as the first one. No, uh, they weren't. There were some fun moments here and there. I liked uh, Van Damme. Van yep. Damme was supposed to be in this one. Van Damme uh, turned down the role of, I think, that Mickey Rourke had done. Interesting. I think it was supposed to be Van Damme at first. And it wasn't that much substance to it. I think uh, Mickey played it awesome. Yeah, well, and I mean, and that's the thing, too, was like... The Van second... Damme was never going to do that. Van Damme wants to kick shit. Yeah. Um, but the second and the third ones were definitely not as good. No. But I loved that they extended. Moments. They extended the cast. They put Chuck Norris in there. A I think horrible what, th- thing with him, though. But I, still, was, I mean, yeah. it, it, it was uncomfortable and strange. That that's what I didn't like about the the previous Expendable ones. 
I, I understand you want people in there. Just write write a character for them. Well, you know, don't yeah. write. Oh, I just happen to be at this abandoned building and I yeah. happen to like snipe a couple people. Yeah, for my you. my team of mercenaries and I are just yeah. armed to the teeth and and just happen to be it's here. Funny where you ran in you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I you could probably name the the other uh, acting stars. I don't even know. About I think some Wesley of the other appeared ones. in the third. I think he might have. Was yeah. there only three? Right. Yeah, there's only three. Yeah, I've seen them all. Now, Van Damme was in the third one, right, or was it the second uh, one? Yeah. yeah, I can't remember. Flip a coin on that one. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'll have to work my way through them, and I'll be like, "Yep, yeah, this was." I do like the first one the best. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna go right after it, man. I'm gonna go because Quentin Tarantino. We could have easily done. Uh, well, we actually probably couldn't do a lot of Quentin Tarantino movies because when um, when Quentin was doing his movies early on, they weren't big stars. No, you know, I mean, he had a lot of actors in there, but no one knew who Michael Madsen, Tim Roth, yeah. or, or even uh, Pulp Fiction. Samuel Jackson hadn't really hit it big. I mean, say we, what again? I mean, we knew him from like uh, what was the uh, Amos and Andrew and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, Coming to America, that right. type of stuff. He's like, oh, he's that guy. Yeah. And Travolta's like, oh my god, Travolta's. We were surprised when Travolta was put into that movie too. Well, not talk about Pulp Fiction. Yeah. I, gotta, I gotta stop it there. I'm gonna talk about all Quentin's movies. I want to talk about Jackie Brown. All right, yeah. Jackie Brown had a major cast. I read this book before the movie came. Oh, out. Oh, really? I didn't even realize and it was a book. I, I would, the one disappointing thing was it is through the whole time reading reading it, the Robert De Niro character in the movie, I thought that was going to be Michael Keaton. So the whole time reading it, then huh. when I got into it, it took me a while to really get refocused on who, what character was what. Yeah. Uh, but I remember they had released, and it came out on Christmas. It was one of the few, I don't often go to Christmas movies, but it was one of the first movies I don't went on Christmas. most of Sunday. his movies fall on, because I know Django came out uh, on Christmas. so did Hateful Eight. Yeah. Also so, yeah. So I, maybe, maybe, because remember they had the uh, Santa's Got a Brand New Bag oh, uh, that's right. campaign. Yeah. But they released that great black poster that had all of them on it. And it yeah. Had, so it had De Niro, Samuel Jackson, uh, Pam Greer. Yeah. Uh, I always uh, just want to call her Foxy Brown. Yeah, you can call her Foxy <laughs> Brown. She's probably fine with that. Uh, Robert Forrester, uh, the great Bridget Fonda. I love Bridget Fonda oh. in this movie. Uh, is there another major? Uh, Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker. I ain't getting in. No oh, damn that's Trump. right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I love um, that. Slam the also, door on me. Also, um, wasn't it the guy? Oh, no, I'm thinking of uh, uh, Pulp Fiction with Phil Lamar in the back. Yeah, Phil Lamar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he played Marvin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even have an opinion. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, he was great. It's great because I, I, um, I listened to the Jackie Brown, uh, Brown soundtrack on yeah. the regular. Oh yeah, yeah. And they have clips from the movies. Oh, interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's and, that's. I'd never owned the Jackie Brown soundtrack, but that's how Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs is. Oh, really? They'll play clips from the movies. Yeah. yeah. Um, the very first. Um, well, let's see. I think it's the very first song on there. It's called uh, Across 110th Street. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, big song, man. Is the is the scene where they pop the trunk and he's mm-hmm. like, "Who's that?" You know, and, and they go through the whole like, yeah. "That was clear." You know, what does he say? That, my friend, is a clear-cut case of him or me. Yeah. And it damn sure ain't going to be me. Yes. Like, we're, we're following, like, I mean, he's just like this hood who's who's transporting uh, money into the country. Yeah. And he's running guns, and he has, like, this low-level uh, group of criminals. Mm-hmm. Like, De Niro is in with him. One of my favorite De Niro roles, and that's a hard thing to say. Definitely. Because De Niro's been in, like, 100 great films. Uh, but I love him. It's the role you don't expect him in, That you know? Yeah. I mean, he plays that, like, unshaven, lazy, pot smoking 
looking guy. Scumbag just, ex-con. Well, ex, he just got out of the uh, joint yeah. for uh, for bank robbery because remember uh, Bridget uh, Fonda is like super impressed by it and yeah. everything. And man, the, the the scene with them in, yes. in the mall at the end. Well, that oh. whole last like half hour, which we got to see from like four or five different angles, which was so enjoyable. To was me. it he couldn't find the car or couldn't find the keys? No, couldn't find the car. Yeah, that's what. Was. Oh it this, my god! Is it this row, <laughs> uh, Lewis? Is yeah. it this row, Lewis? Say one more thing. Don't say yeah. one more thing. Oh man, he just then he just boom, bow, like, shot oh. her. You see. Right where I, I told you. I told you not to say another word. Didn't I tell you? <laughs> I love it when he's talking to Samuel L. Jackson. He says, "You couldn't have punched her or anything." Yeah. Maybe I just, I just didn't do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then he just wasn't on. Remember, I, I love when uh, Samuel Johnson uh, uh, Jackson has him like confronted in the yeah. van when they're man, trying to figure to out who you used screwed to be them beautiful, over. Man. Yep, that's the line. Man. He says, "Oh, you used to. What happened to you, man? Yep. Your ass used to be beautiful." Ugh, man. And then. And then De Niro said one wrong thing to him, man, and yeah. ah, it just turned out bad. I love the, I love when Quentin revitalized people's career. Like we said, Travolta was gone. Travolta oh, yeah. had done Look Who's Talking. Yeah, that was what he was famous yep. for. And this is the same guy who got famous for Staying Alive. I mean, he was a superstar. Yeah. And then he had gone, and then they threw him a bone with Look Who's Talking, which was funny. Yeah. Uh, until he did like two and three and shit like yeah. that. So he was kind of gone. But Quentin has a soft spot for seventies actors. Oh yeah, man. definitely. Major soft spot. There's no way. Uh, that Travolta would have been hired, or Robert Forrester, or Pam Greer, or uh, Sid Haig was the judge in That's this. That's right, yeah. Uh, it's just packed, filled. I love that. Um What's his name? Uh, Rob Zombie does the same thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's super obsessed. So that's why you see Karen a- Karen Black in a lot of his movies mm-hmm. and just all those old school uh, people. Meg Farster is in a lot of uh, uh, Rob Zombie stuff. So I-, I enjoy that part of it. And this was also the first time we had seen Michael Keaton in a long time. Huh. He had been like away for a long time. He had done Multiplicity, and then he did that My Life with Nicole Kidman. And then he kind of disappeared. I never saw that because I knew it was just going to be so sad. I was like, nah, I'm not going to. Yeah, I think gonna... after Batman, he was just like done with the public eye. I mean, I can I understand it because, you know, when you do those like superhero movies, you are in the spotlight. So maybe you told me this. Maybe I heard it someplace else, but you heard he's reprising Batman. Yeah, he's going to be come in, the back in the Flash. He's going to be in the Flash. Dude, right I'm now. already in yep. just for that. Just to get him in there because that will get his foot in the door and then they'll be talking about doing that bat uh that dark knight returns oh, and they'll, God, they'll be dude. doing a whole bunch of stuff with him i'm excited to see that too yeah but jackie brown it's the perfect quentin tarantino movie you know it's a, a uh they just want to screw over at samuel jackson and samuel jackson is such an asshole that no one really cares right uh, but then you don't have to worry about not only the good guys uh getting the money and i guess the good guys being pam greer and robert forster right and it, it's weird that robert forster even agreed to do it but at the same time, they develop Samuel L. Jackson's character enough that, like, you do care about what He's happens still to likeable. him. He's still likable. And then things happen to him, and you're like, well, damn, I feel good for them, but I don't feel so good for him. And, like, oh, you know, but I love how he does that oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's so good, dude. Yeah. Yep. Enjoyable as hell. All right, what you got? Um... Let's go Ocean's Eleven. Nice. I love Ocean's yeah, this Eleven. This movie, this seems like that movie where they like broke the bank. Oh, they had to on have. the actors. Because I mean, I remember in the mid '90s finding out that Julia Roberts was making twenty million dollars oh, yeah. a movie. Oh yeah. You know, and like that's I think that's been cut recently. Well, I'm sure, <laughs> but I mean, like, think about well, that. You got people. George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Matt Julia Damon. Roberts, Matt Damon. Um, what's Elliot his name? Gould, Carl Reiner, Carl Bernie Reiner. Mack. Uh, Carl Reiner's my favorite. Scott Kahn, uh, Casey Affleck. Who's the guy that owns the Bellagio? Uh, Andy Garcia. Yeah. 
uh, damn, that might be it, man. That's a it's a huge no, huge it's cast, awesome, man. Dude. It's and awesome. it was based on the uh, the Rat, Rat Pack, Pack movie, you yep. know, the Frank Sinatra, which Dean I never Martin. saw. I own it. It's not as good. It's yeah. it's all right. It's very dated. It's like yeah, very dated. I'm sure. And it's just not as fun, you know. They they really this is a movie that was ripe for the 2000s or the late 90s where they really got good at that editing. Like yeah. when the scam was going on, and I didn't uh, name the uh, that little uh, Asian guy. I don't know his name, but he was incredible. Awesome. Some yeah. of the best scenes in the movie. Were, yeah. With him, yeah. I mean, my favorite scene. I mean, putting him in that box. In that the- box, dude. Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> so give us a little mini breakdown of Ocean's Eleven. I mean, it's a it's a casino heist. Basically. It's a casino heist, and George Clooney and Brad Pitt are kind of like the masterminds of the whole thing. And basically, the sub story to the robbery, though, is George Clooney loves Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts is with um, Andy, Andy Garcia, Garcia yeah. and who's an so, asshole. Yeah, and he yeah. and you know uh, and. Um, now, one thing that I'm thinking real quick, and it's a total thing, total little side thing about this movie, when they're having the fight, mm-hmm. Lennox Lewis is in that movie. Oh, is he? And I, I, I knew there was a fight going on. I'm not sure who was in it. Oh, you know, it's it's the power outage. That's what stops the fight. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, Lennox Lewis is in the movie. I was thinking of the one where um, the parachuter in real life. Remember, there was mm-hmm. a, a heavyweight title fight, and the parachuter oh, yeah. dropped in the middle of the ring. <laughs> yeah, um, so I couldn't remember which one was the distraction, but yeah, they shut the lights off in this one, um, which I believe no social distancing. No social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> Those casinos, man, I don't even know how they can open it. Oh, dude. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so they are basically going to go after um, Andy Garcia, and George Clooney gives him a chance to yeah. like. Yeah, give up, Julia. And it's Roberts. just inside guys on inside guys oh, on inside so guys. Good. And you don't know who's um, happening. Was it Casey Affleck? Yeah, him and Scott Con. Oh my man, god, I, dude! Him and Scott Con were hilarious in this movie. So too. So funny, dude! And I always like Scott Con. He got famous for that Hawaii Five O afterwards. But he's, oh, interesting. His father's James Con, right? And he, I mean, looks just like him. But I remember getting him being on the radar in like uh, Gone in sixty seconds. Yeah, that was like the first time I had seen him. Mm-hmm. And then they just cast them super well. It's like Elliot Gould. Elliot Gould's character in this is super great, man. I'm trying to remember, I, he was kind of like he was the, the one with the. The uh, the cigar and he had his shirt off and the gold chains. He just played that like extravagant uh, Jewish investor that they would go to and they want. Uh, I think he's the one. Who oh, puts up all that's the money. right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And because Andy Leiner, Garcia, Andy Garcia had done him wrong. Yep, yep. And so he wanted to get revenge. So yep. he was all in on screwing him over. But yeah. And Carl Reiner didn't he play just an old safecracker or he, something? Well, he he was. Um, he played this old, like, foreigner who was there to right. hide right. some jewels in the safe. <laughs> yeah. And so he needed to be in the room with That's Andy right. Garcia to make sure that his jewels were Man, put into the safe. this is such a beautifully done. This is Steven Soderbergh. You should mention that, too, because he was Steven Soderbergh killed it in the 2000s, and then he's completely disappeared. I don't know what the hell he's doing. He did Traffic. Uh, he did The Limey. He did a lot of great movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you seen the uh, sequels? I didn't. Yeah. Uh, did you like them? I liked them both. Now, yeah. 13 wasn't as good as the rest. There was three sequels, and then there was the one with the, the well, women? There was 11, 12, and 13, and then there was the one that they did with, with the, the females. Yeah, and, yeah. and I'm sorry, I, I didn't see that one. No, I, just, I hear it's good. I've I heard see, it was and good. it wasn't because I wasn't like, oh, they're going to do it with women. And, 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 and. I just It just didn't look as good to me yeah. as the the other ones did. Mm-hmm. And like maybe if I watch it, I'll freaking yeah. love it. I mean, if, it, if it's... If the script is is good enough, because obviously, after Ocean's Eleven came out, we knew it was going to be some sort of high scam, which yeah. is a difficult thing to write and but to I, write something that hasn't been done before. Yeah, and I, I mean, I love heist movies. Yeah, I, I mean, too. we did a heist pod. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and I'm like, a huge heist fan, and there's been it's a. They don't get old for me. I mean, no. you can put them out every year as long as they're done right. You yeah. know what I mean? Like the like, score. Ooh. 
No, the which score, one is that? That's is that the one with De Niro. That's the one with De Niro when uh, Ed Norton pretended he was slow. Oh, that's right. And the he, janitor? He, he took the money and bought one of everything the, the that everybody sep- else uh, wanted to buy? Uh, no, that's no, the Italian no, no, no. job. That's, yeah, that's the yeah, Italian yeah. job. No, this is the one where he's trying to get the scepter from, uh, it's in like, uh, um, it's in like this museum area, and he pretended he was really slow in the janitor, but all the time he was in there, he was trying to, uh, what's his name was in this? Marlon Brando, he was in it. Such okay. Frank Oz directed that, it. That reminds me of in Ocean's 13, I think my favorite part in that movie is they have to go, I think it's 13, it might be 12, um, but they have to go into this museum to like steal some kind of jewels mm-hmm. or something like that, and they use Julia Roberts to impersonate Julia that's right, Roberts. That's right. I do oh remember. God, I remember dude, hearing about so it. So funny, man. Yeah, like, that is clever. Yeah, I, no, it was really yeah, good. Yeah. You know, were, was Clooney? Were they all in all yeah. of them? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, like the whole cast from the first one. Made I it, think or? I, maybe Carl Reiner. Bernie probably died before the third one. Possibly. Um, the. Uh, I would say like the main five people. Yeah, definitely Damon, uh, Brad Pitt, yeah, uh, George Clooney, and they're always screwing with Matt Damon yeah. because they know his parents, yeah. and his parents are like world-renowned grifters, yeah. and so in in real life he wasn't as big of an actor at that point. No, yet. not yet. yet. Yeah, I um, mean he had done Good Will Hunting, but, obviously, but. but they play games with him. No. Through every single one, and it's so funny because they put him through such shit. Because he's like the the rookie, yeah. you know what I mean? And like he wants to be a bigger part of everything, and mm-hmm. and they they just enjoy fucking with him, yeah. you know. It's oh, so I'd much love to fun. Say, I haven't dude. seen Clooney in probably in anything since The American. I think that was the last thing I saw Clooney in. He's kind of I taking the time him, off because he got married and he's doing a lot of uh, philanthropic stuff. I think the last thing I saw him in was that one with him and Bill Murray. And um, where they were in, they were trying to save world. Uh, oh, the monuments, relics. men. Yeah, 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 yeah. monuments, men. Um, but I John think he Goodman's was also in, in the Men Who Stare at Goats, wasn't he? Really? I didn't see that one though. I haven't seen it. I know what it is, but I, yeah, he might have been in I that. I think he was. But then, yeah, he hasn't been in a lot after that. So, I mean, he's All got right. plenty of money. We're gonna go to here. I'm gonna go to the one of the big dogs here, man. That uh, you had just recently, not recently seen. I guess it's been about four or five months now. I know what it is. But we we got you to watch it, and uh, that's the Lord of the Rings. We're gonna go with the first one, the Fellowship of the Ring. In my opinion, the best one. Actually, I, I love the third one. I love the whole trilogy, man. We still haven't done the whole Lord of the Rings thing. And I have to say, you know, I, I've stayed off of watching this whole series of movies for a long time. I really did enjoy it. I mean, you're yeah. going to watch The Hobbit soon? Uh, <laughs> the Hobbit's great, man. You, you love it. You let really me know good. when we're going to do the pod, and I promise you I'll do my homework. The Hobbit's good, yeah. man. It's I'm good. sure it is. The dragons in that, like, rival, like, Game of Thrones type stuff. Uh, but 2001, I mean, Lord of the Rings, uh, The Fellowship of the Ring came out. And I had been familiar only with, like, the cartoon, the cartoon movie that was back in the 80s. And obviously I'd heard of the books. I hadn't read the books. Uh, A girl I was hanging out with a lot, uh, a girl named Sarah, was huge in The Lord of the Rings. So we went and saw it in the movie theater, and I was like, holy crap. Obviously I'm a uh, Lord of the Rings fan. I saw them all in the theater, saw all the Hobbits in the theater. Those movies are made for the theater. Oh, yeah. And uh, I own the four-hour cuts of each of them. I think you've seen the three-hour ones. Uh, I couldn't commit to the uh, the four-hour my best. <laughs> uh, the four hours are great if you had it. I remember when the third one came out that we hung out, a whole bunch of us hang out at my house and watched eight hours oh, wow. before we went and saw the like third one drop. Oh, wow. We were like so tired. We were like, yeah. oh, I'm almost <laughs> done with Lord of the Rings at this point. But, but I'm not. Let, let's talk some actors here. Elijah Wood. Mm-hmm. I mean, this movie changed these guys' lives. And oh, yeah. it makes sense. They were on, I guess they did all three of them together. They filmed them all at the same time. Well, you kind of have to. And they filmed them in uh, New, Zealand New Zealand and yeah. Hawaii. They might have filmed part of it. And I think mostly New Zealand. Though. Yeah. And uh, 
and Australia, I think, uh, as part of it too, because that's where uh, what's his name was from, Peter Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these guys were on set from I think I don't don't quote me on this, but I think it was like sixteen months. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. So these guys are like best friends, and I'm sure they still talk to each other, and they're still obviously going to the cons, and well, they were going to the cons, now they're going to the virtual cons. Yeah. Uh, Elijah Wood, amazing. This movie. What I love about the series, and you don't even get it as much, we should be talking about all of them instead of just the first one, but the character arcs, it's some oh, of the yeah. best character arcs you've ever seen on film. Yeah, they were. These guys were these these farmers. These, like, the hobbits were like farmers, man. Yeah. They didn't, they don't know war, they don't know anything, and they were forced into this situation where they came across that ring, and they had to get it, bring it to, the The deal was they had to bring the uh, the ring to Mordor, throw it into the fiery pit and everything, and then restore order before evil takes over. Now, and I, I could be thinking of another actor, I, um, obviously you'll be able to let me know, wasn't one of the two brothers that were always wanting to eat and drink, yeah. wasn't one of them the guy from Star Trek who ended up getting like killed by his own car? Uh, no. no. One of them was Billy Boyd, and the other one was Dominic Monaghan. Dominic okay. Monaghan was in Lost. Okay, uh, all right. And, uh, yeah, no, you're thinking of the kid who was also an alpha dog. He was the kid that kidnapped an alpha dog. Right, okay. Uh He's really good, though, too. Uh, we've got uh, Sean Ashton, who I love. This is probably one of my... Every time he does something, it's because my new favorite Sean Ashton role. I mean, you, you, we watched him in Goonies. Then he was always Rudy for the longest time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then once he became Samwise Gamgee, he was like, it's just Samwise, man. He's so good. That's the epitome of friendship in a movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, what he had to go through to keep Elijah Wood safe and yeah. risked his life over and over and over again to him absolutely. to the very end where they could not even move. That third one is almost painful to watch how what they have gone through oh yeah like when they get separated at one point and the uh Elijah Wood's getting wrapped up by that spider yeah. and the thing oh, yeah, Sam, Sam has to just come out of nowhere and, and shit it's crazy we should mention the great he wasn't as much in we heard his voice in Fellowship of the Ring but Andy Serkis yeah. like changed everything when he played Gollum oh dude that this was, was also great. the first when Fellowship came out this was when Digital Fire finally was got good what, well it was like I don't even think it was even done it was still done in like this cheap and cheesy way mm-hmm. and when they finally figured out how to do it it was kind of released during Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring and it blew everyone's mind yeah that scene where so I keep getting off the cast here yeah. uh, uh, Viggo Mortensen who came in late he yeah. came in like during production but they he had played, already started he was great in yeah, this um, whoever they got they got uh, do you remember Queen of the Damned yeah you know that guy in it the blonde guy he was that gonna played Lestat uh yeah, he must have been uh, Lestat, because that's the uh, the Aaliyah one, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he must have been the guy who played Lestat. Uh, he was originally cast as Aragon. It didn't work See, out. See, I know stuff. Yeah, I know, I know, I know stuff. <laughs> uh, uh, I, he had me confused. I was like, an interview with a vampire? And I was yeah. like, no, Queen, that Queen didn't have that in it, too. Uh, but I guess they had filmed for two weeks. It was like one of those Eric Stoltz situations oh, no. with like Back to the Future, where yeah. they filmed for two weeks, and they were like, it's not working out, not, man. Oh, man. And so they had to bring in uh, Viggo Mortensen, and Viggo Mortensen killed it. I mean, you can't imagine him not being in that No, role. he was incredible. Uh, you got Sean Bean uh, in it, who was amazing. He didn't last longer than the first movie, I think. Yeah, he got killed in the woods by the who uh, was the um, The dwarf. The dwarf and then the from, elf. Uh, the dwarf. Well, Orlando Bloom played That's the elf, right, yeah. and he got huge off of this. And Pirates and of the Caribbean. The, uh, oh, Absolutely. He basically kind of played the same character, you know. <laughs> well, he kind of did. Yeah, he wasn't the best, but he was good in this. Uh, and the the guy who played the dwarf was awesome. That's John Reese Davies yeah. from uh, Raise the Lost Ark. Yeah, and, no, he was uh, great. Sliders. I loved his character. Yeah, he, he was. He awesome was. In it. He was for me like the comic relief. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I, and the hobbits. I love the hobbits. Like the two, like the two brothers. The two brothers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were funny. We haven't even had second breakfast yet. <laughs> I don't think he knows about second breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> they come in pints. That was yeah. my other great favorite line. <laughs> so good. There was so many great scenes. Like what? when the, the ring. When you realized when he put the ring on his finger that he could disappear and he became, he he goes in this kind of in between space where those riders could see them. Yeah, like the first dude. time he did it, and he those things were creepy. But when the rider wraiths just like turn their head when they realize that he's got the ring and yeah. then they just change directions after oh, him, man. man so many great well, scenes and i mean um i can never remember his name because it's always either gandalf or, or magneto yeah um, uh yeah that was uh ian mckellen and then yeah. and then um christopher lee there you go I'm uh, way ahead of you. Yeah, was, Hugo Weaving. Yeah, there it is, right there. I was gonna say the Matrix guy, you know. And then even uh, Liv Tyler. Th- that's See, I, I got you. Say, you got me. Man. You got me. <laughs> and Kate Blanchett. Kate oh, Blanchett, that's right. Man. Yeah, man, this was a huge movie. No, man. this. I, fuck, man. God, man. And the second one. That's what main people had a problem with. The second one was completely a bridge one. Right. You know. It, well, no, and I mean, in it a had trilogy, good stuff in it. But in a trilogy, you have to be prepared to. for that. You know. And sometimes they kill it in that second one. A lot of times, it's the bridge one, like that's, Empire Strikes Back. They killed it. That's what they did for me in Hunger Games. Yeah. I, I, you know, and I still to this day have not seen the third one. Yeah, I, 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 and I, I, and I, I don't think I have either. I, yeah. I, I won't no. because I was, I saw the first one. I was like, wow, this was really good. I love the first one. I saw the second so one good. and I was like, okay, this is all right. Nope, this sucked. Yep. And then I was just like, and well, and the other thing was is they turned part three into part three yeah, and yeah. part four. No, and I, I was, was like, I'm, y'all aren't getting me on that. I'm like, with you. I was completely out after I saw it too. I yeah. was like so disinterested in watching number yeah. two. I didn't even see it in the theater. I saw it on like Redbox or something, and I was like, eh, this is so bad. I'll just take so your yeah, word we'll, for it. We'll leave the rest of the Lord of the Rings till the uh, <laughs> the movie. It was, it was phenomenal. It had some of the best friggin'. Uh, I mean, we were dying for like a medieval kind of movie for the longest time that wasn't cheesy as shit. Yeah. And ones that had uh, uh, great creatures in it. I mean, we had Dragonheart up to this, and then they ended up having him talk with Sean Connery's voice. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah, I would say that the closest thing genre-wise to this that I saw that I enjoyed was probably Willow. Yeah, I you love know, Willow. Like, you know, like, that's how long it was yeah, in between Morgan, those. Man. Yeah. I, love, I love Willow. Willow's fun. No, people talk about Willow. That's a universe that I'm surprised they don't have it They re- could totally redo that, and totally he's could. still around. He could totally be Yeah, he be could totally it, play that. You know, like... Get Val Kilmer? Yeah. Well, Val Kilmer's well, not talking anymore, yeah. but... That's uh, a shame. Yeah, it is a shame. He was great in that role, too, man, as Mad Morgan. Yeah. People forget that was a Ron Howard movie. I didn't even know that. Yeah. It's really? crazy, man. Wow, Music dude. was great on that. Did you ever play the Nintendo game? I don't think I did. Oh, I love the Nintendo game. Really? Man. Yeah, it's like Zelda, just a little bit different. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was just a fun game. Atha Duata. Yeah. yeah, Danut. That's <laughs> <laughs> good, man. All right, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll leave the rest of Lord of the Rings for uh, for the Lord of the Rings pod. What you got? Captain America: Civil War. Oh baby. shit! One big dog to the another yeah. big dog. This will be a hard one to name all these actors. I, I can I can say Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, Chris Evans. Are. Chris Evans. That's that's about Scarlett it. Scarlett Johansson, yeah. Don Cheadle, Paul Rudd, Tom Holland. Yeah. Uh, shit, man. <sighs> the, so many. The airport scene. Uh, Chadwick Boseman. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He was in. He this was one. in this. Yeah, this, this was, was the, the introduction. One, this was the introduction of Spider Man and Black Panther yeah. and Ant Man, right? Or we had already had Ant-Man. We never saw him big. We just uh, saw him as Ant-Man. Was it Ant-Man. between Ant-Man and... I'm pretty sure yeah, we saw Ant-Man, was. but it was we never after. saw him get big. Yeah, before, yeah. Uh, we didn't be, he didn't become giant Does anybody giant have man. any lemon peels? <laughs> <laughs> uh, once again, everyone forgot Haw- Hawkeye. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Jeremy Renner. Uh, we'll be talking about him next week, too. Nice. He played yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer, man. Oh, that's He's right. So good. Um, yeah, I, and I mean... 
One of my favorite action sequences in movies, period, is the airport, the airport, scene. airport scene. I mean, yep. fuck, man, that was so great. This was great. so good that even the the bad guy, the, the Zemo, wasn't even, like, the main focus, you know? No, it didn't even yeah. matter. No. Because it was a lot of them, it was the... It was the first time, and as a comic book geek growing up over the years, what we wanted to see more than anything, and we saw it all the time in comics, was superheroes fighting superheroes. Right. Uh, Hulk was always fighting uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man was always fighting the Punisher. Mm-hmm. They, they were always crossed over, like crazy amounts. And yeah. There had been so many up until Civil War, and we had never seen it. Yeah. So to be able to just see them go all balls out, and we knew they weren't going to kill any of them. No. You know, but, they were just... Well, and that's like... Uh, it's the Anchorman scene. <laughs> it really yeah. is. <laughs> and at the airport, um, and I'll tell you, the girl, the, the Scarlet Witch role, up until that very last yeah. scene in uh, Endgame, I just never really liked her. She was probably... It's all right. I could see it in the necessity with her. She was my weather. least favorite, but when... I like when her and Vision started pairing up together, and, that, and now that new show that's going to come out oh, yeah. could, could be really good for yeah. yeah. Um But the part at the airport scene yeah. where um, Hawkeye and Black Widow are mm-hmm. fighting, and you know they're like best friends. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Scarlet Witch comes out of nowhere and fucking nails uh, Black Widow, mm-hmm. and Jeremy Renner turns to her and she's like, you were pulling your punches. You know <laughs> what I mean? It was just like, ah, oh, you bitch. Had like, some really poignant mo- um, scenes in that. I mean, really, that scene where... Uh, where uh, Iron Man finds out who killed uh, his parents. Oh yeah, you know? dude. And we didn't mention the great Sebastian Stan because he or the uh, the guy uh, Anthony Mackie. Oh uh, yeah, that's they right. They got their own series now. That I've seen photos of it. So they I must see be you. Clean. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, awesome as the, as Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier was my favorite uh, superhero movie. Oh of yeah, all of them. I like Captain America: Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. But Civil War probably would be number two on the list just because it had everything. I mean, it was I mean, almost, it had everything. It was almost Almost an Avengers movie. Yeah, it you was know, an I mean, it didn't movie, have really? Thor and Hulk. Yeah, I mean, they know? definitely. I guess it was forty percent Cap and sixty percent. But in my opinion, even an Avengers movie, it should be forty percent Cap and sixty percent <laughs> everybody else. I think yeah. he's my favorite character just because he's so brilliantly played by Chris Evans. Yeah, uh, that is America's ass. <laughs> <laughs> what I love about Civil War Two is the beginning of Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yeah, where they show Tom Holland recording on a small little camcorder the stuff that happened behind the scenes during the Civil War fight right. at the airport. Yeah. It was so fun where he's, oh my god, this is happening right now and that yeah. big guy came over here and I just uh, whooped Captain America's ass yeah. and I've got to go right now. And yeah. he swings off. And or, goes, you know, again, and I mean, I hate to base this brilliant. whole I hate to base the whole topic of this movie on the airport scene, but come on. You know, but where he's fighting Cap and he's like, where are you from kid? And he's like, yep. Queens. He's like, Brooklyn, yeah, like, yeah. I, dude, I, because that Queens Brooklyn, you know, is like shit. Florida, Florida yeah. State, it's that rivalry. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, I love that line. I loved right after the airport scene, right when they got separated and they get to Zemo, and that's where it was like uh, it, it was revealed that the Winter Soldier had killed Iron Man's parents, and yeah. just seeing Robert Downey Jr. lose it, yeah, like, just lose he killed it. Killed my mom. Yeah, like, and oh. the, there's nothing you can do to stop me, and I will kill whoever I have to to, yeah. uh, to do this. So, uh, it, it really was. It, uh, all the way up until I, I love what they did with the with the Marvel movies all the way till the end of uh, Endgame, man. You know, oh, yeah. it's going to be very interesting to see what they do from here on out because it was a great. I mean, that's like 
20 movies there. Oh, yeah. Go back and literally talk about them. Yeah. <laughs> did two pods on them and everything. And uh, they're fantastic movies, man. You know, great scripts, great actors. I mean, that's all I ever asked for. I'll tell you, I'm, I'm concerned for the future of movies in general, you know, with uh, what is this? Not AMC, but uh, Regal's, Regal's yeah, closing. Yeah, we're going to need to play some taps or something like that. Jeez, because, yeah. man. Uh, that's just crazy, I just dude. looked on my thing, and I had mentioned it one other time, but I had looked on my Fandango account, which logged what movies it is. Uh-huh. And I think 1917 might be the last movie I ever go to, you know? Yeah. I mean, until this whole thing's cleared. Who it's knows? It's crazy. They just pushed Bond back another year. Yep. You know? That's what it was. They were holding out for Bond. They yeah. thought they could at least recoup a little bit of money for Bond, and then when Bond kicked it, they were yep. like, we got to shut down. Yep. And they just furloughed all those people. And I, I mean, because the next rough, thing, that's, the next thing that's going to happen is, is the movie theater or the movie studios are going to start running out of you know production. They're just going to put them in bubbles. They're just going to have to do what uh, Tyler Perry has has done. Just put into a vault and just wait. Yeah, or just have your crew go overseas, and you guys stay overseas where they have it more under control than yeah. doing stuff in L.A., which they clearly do not have any control. Yeah, I mean, yeah, actually at the studios, I don't know what they're. I gonna heard be they wrapped uh, Matrix Four though. Did they? I yeah. think. I know I, there are several ones in production, yeah. but then there's that decision of where are you going to put them? Right. I mean, they're going to have to go online. And I I was all about, hey, you release them online, I'll pay the 20 bucks, but I still have not done it. I, I, I still have it, yet man. to see Bill and Ted. No, I can't. I, I want can't. to. I, I really do. But, but like, there's movies I, I want to see that I haven't paid $3 for, let alone 20 bucks. Exactly. For. And that's the thing. is like, And I think we said this previously. You know, If it was all of us hanging out at the house yep. and we're going to watch this. We and don't have that you know, anymore. Yeah. But that's not a possibility. Yeah. So. Y'all might want to cut that down to like eight fifty, and <laughs> you know what I mean? no, like, at least till ten. Come like, on, man. you'll uh, still make a shitload of money. Yeah, you probably make more. The people that weren't going to buy it at twenty would totally buy it at ten. Yeah, because I'd buy it at ten. I'd, just, a lot I'd more straight reasonable. just buy it. That, yeah, and, and that might be even an option. It's just to say, I think it's five dollars more. I think it's twenty five to own. 20 to rent. Right. And so say 10 to rent, 15 to own. You're yeah. going to see your, you know what I mean? Yes, it's less money, but you're going to get more volume for that. I think Where's Dave? Where's our business guy? Yeah, on, I know, Dave. man. I think they'll <laughs> end up coming up with that uh, that business model uh, eventually. They're going to have I to mean, do they, something. They probably are going to. All right. Let us go. I'm going to pick... I'm going to pick Little Miss Sunshine. It's a great movie, dude. This is such a great movie. And, and an indie movie, too, at that. And I think all the actors involved in this probably took a little bit of a paycheck than what they were used to getting, too. Oh, I'm sure. Steve Carell had already done The Office, so Steve Carell was pretty big after this. Well, and, and you this, weren't used to seeing him in this type of role. No, that's what I had mentioned to before. Where is Luma Sunshine 06, Anchorman 04? Yeah. Two years early, he was playing a complete and utter dumbass. Yeah. And then in this movie, like, very sympathetic, had just come out of the uh, the hospital the for trying to, wing, tr- yeah. trying to slit his wrists and everything. The, the brilliant Tony Collette. Uh, who I, she's one of my favorites just because she can play so many different characters. Yeah. I loved her in Hereditary, man. Oh, it, her not getting a nomination for Hereditary is a absolute sin because she put her whole. She looked like she was under some like emotional strain. Absolutely, like, never seen before on. Good film. God, when her daughter died and that scream in the car and just the way that she reacted, just fuck, she man. just went downhill, man. Yeah. It was like watching her. I mean, we got to see a little bit of it, her doing that in Sixth Sense. That might have been the first time I had seen her. Uh-huh. Well. Actually, I saw her Mural's wedding. I don't know if you remember way oh, back wow, in the no, day. Oh wow, no, I don't. In the '90s, she had she was this weird-looking, uh, uh, slightly overweight British woman who was getting married, and her she had a whole bunch of prettier friends than her, and that made huh. her feel bad and everything. So she she was kind of an ugly duckling in Mural's wedding. Interesting. And then she cleaned up really. She lost weight in like real life. She yeah. lost weight, and then when she did Sixth Sense, I was like, holy shit, that's a girl from Mural's wedding. Wow. And then ever since then, she had been uh, kind of on the indie circuit. And 
right when Little Miss Sunshine came out, I, it got on my radar too. People were like, "Oh my God, this is going to be the indie feel good movie of the year." Well, uh, I, who I, else I, we got? Uh, Greg Kinnear, uh, Alan Arkin. Yeah, he was so great. Paul Dano, who yeah, we never knew. That was, was the be first big. thing I ever saw him in. Yeah, that was and, the first thing. I mean, just you know, uh, d- he was nothing until the scene where he spoke. Know, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. I yeah. don't even want to ruin that. You no, know no, what I mean, it's fine. like. Fuck man, man, like, and he killed it ever since there. I mean, his his role in Looper and his role in There Will Be Blood. Fuck my God, man, man. Yeah. and now he's the Riddler. Yeah, I was like Jesus, Paul. If you don't know who Paul Dano is, man, you're missing. He, I mean, out. he's the preacher from There Will Be Blood. So yeah. most people have seen uh, There Will Be Blood. I drink your milkshake. <laughs> oh God, man, he's so great. Paul Dano is so great, and it's it's not easy going opposite fucking uh, Daniel Day Lewis. That's for damn sure. No, but he crushed uh, it. Yep, and he in the the little girl in this movie, yeah, uh, Breslin. Uh, Abigail Breslin, yeah. who was nominated for uh, for. Uh, no, a Golden Globe, maybe an Oscar too. I'm that. not sure. Uh, Alan Arkin won uh, for this. He won the Golden Globe for this. Remember her her dance at the pageant oh, she, that yeah. Alan Arkin was yeah. teaching her the moves. That the was entire the big time. surprise, man. We had no oh. clue until it busted out, and I just I love how at that point the family. This was it, it's weird we're using it on this because it could have been totally on our dysfunctional family. Oh yeah, in a couple weeks. Yeah, but since we're talking about this, we'll we'll leave it off there. But uh, that's what was great about it, like. You got to see that family like utterly dysfunctional at the beginning of the movie, and then forced onto a road trip together. Yeah, and then a little bit uh, went a long way, and it really the worst probably was Greg Kinnear. I mean, he needed some like major humbling yeah. to happen to him before he kind of because he was like when they were at the restaurant and he's he's trying to convince her not to eat the ice cream sundae. Yeah. I just wanted to reach through the screen and fucking choke that motherfucker. Yeah. And everyone's yeah. reaction where they like, oh, we want some. Yeah, such a great great scene with those guys together. Yeah, I love the scene with Ellen Arkin in the minivan talking to Paul Dano. Fuck a lot of women, yeah. kid. I'm the, I'm the future talking to you. Yeah. fuck a lot yeah. of women. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, his crazy. character, he was he was was he dying? Did he have some yeah. kind of um some kind of like diagnosis? I don't know. He was doing like heroin. Yeah. Yeah, through the whole thing. So I think that's what ended up stopping his heart and everything. But I don't, I think he was just living to the nines, man. Okay. I, I thought I thought for some reason he had gotten some kind of diagnosis, which was no. why he was doing the heroin because he had yeah. just come to the point where he was like, fuck it, you know. And that's where the movie got kind of like it kind of got a little dark, like oh, a yeah. little uh, National Lampoon's vacation <laughs> hero. We got we got to steal the body and put it in the back of the, uh, oh the truck and everything, man. It was just a fun really dark comedy yeah. that was great for almost anybody, you know. I mean, it had its moments where you're dealing with dead bodies and stuff, but, but it was a heartfelt movie. Yeah, you know, and yeah. it was a comedy, and it was a dark comedy, and like, oh, I just remembered, uh, uh, Steve Carell, wouldn't he gay in this movie? Yeah, I forgot about I, that. I forgot yeah. about. I think that's why he had tried to kill himself is because his lover. Yeah, remember he was at the convenience store and he was buying, uh, he was buying pornos. And yeah, he, and he bought some for. Uh, for Alan Arkin, and he bought one from one for himself. That's and then right. The, uh, then his ex boyfriend showed up at the gas station, and he saw him on the table and everything. And yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what kind of spurred the whole uh, suicide attempt yeah. on. So, it, there was a lot going on in that movie, man. So it was, good. It was though. really good. Absolutely fantastic. Script. All right, which we got? We only got what? We got two left here. Two left. All right. Two good pick, ones. Pick one of them. One of them. Um, now. Like I said earlier this week, I love this movie, but I need help with it because it's been so long. I used to see this on HBO like once a month. I got for... you, man. This is uh, this is an actor favorite. Oh, noises off, man. Noises off. If you haven't seen noises off, this was this is done off Broadway all the time. It, well, and and it might thing. even be done on Broadway. The whole movie is about a play. Yeah, it, it's know? really great that this was uh, before this was a movie though. This has always been on Broadway. I'm sure it was. And I remember talking to a lot of the actors from Project Threshold and everything. We were talking noises off, and mm-hmm. a lot of them had been in production. 
productions of the noise, oh, really? of the noises off before. And so yeah. it's, a, it's a staple that comes to town and it's just a super fun thing. So what's going on is, is we're watching the production of a Broadway or off-Broadway play. Yeah. But we're watching it go bad. Yeah. And they're just prepping, and they have very little time to be able to do it, and it's just a fucking disaster. Yeah. But talk about ensembles on this. It's it's a sad movie for me to watch personally because two of my favorite actors are in it, and they, uh, they're they not with us anymore, and I just, we lost them so friggin' young that I expected to see these guys as old men was John Ritter and Christopher Reeve. Yeah. Oh, oh especially God, Christopher dude. Reeve, man. He's seriously Reeve. Well, John Ritter, it's, I'm a, my favorite show of all time is Three's Company, and I still watch it yeah. all the time. I, I still love Stay Tuned. Uh, Stay Tuned, so yeah. great with him. <laughs> Man, I, skin deep. Do you remember Skin Deep with him? I don't know. Where that he I was do. like, uh, uh, he was sleeping with tons of women, and then uh, the I women started uh, attacking him and everything. It was fun. No. Yeah, it was really good with him in it. Uh, who else we got in this? We got Michael Caine, Julie Haggerty, uh, Denholm Elliott from. Uh, he was the uh, the one from uh, Indiana Jones, who was like. Uh, he was the guy that worked at the school for him. Remember, Dave always has that scene. Oh, He's, yeah. You'll never yeah, find yeah. him. He's, yeah. He'll blend in. So he played the drunk in this movie. Uh, that's uh, right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, who else? Mary Lou Henner from Taxi was in this. Yep. Uh, Carol Burnett. I don't remember uh, her being in it. Carol Burnett was the one with the sardines that okay. kept losing the sardines right. and everything. And that was and the whole on-running joke with the yeah, entire the, the, play. There were so many because that was what was funny about this is we saw them performing it so much right. that we know when it was going bad and when it was going good. We never really saw it going great. Yeah. But uh, some of the funniest stuff was watching Michael Caine lose his shit. Yeah. It was so good. Like, he was losing his shit. <laughs> one of my favorite scenes ever with Christopher Reeve that doesn't involve him wearing a uh, Superman, Superman outfit is is in noises off, and uh, it, we forget these guys have acted before too because they did that great movie Death Trap that me and Dave have talked about before, mm-hmm. where those two guys are like going back and forth with each other. They actually had a gay kiss together, uh, mm-hmm. Michael Caine and Christopher Reeve. So we'd seen them before, but there's a great scene in this movie where. Uh, they're just trying to get the play moving, and Michael Caine can't get them all focused. And Christopher Reeve stops doing the play, and he's he's carrying around this wastebasket with him. And he uh, he says, why am I carrying a wastebasket? It makes me feel better if I leave it here. And all he wants is one of those acting things. He wants the director to just give him some sort of mov- motivation, no matter right. how much bullshit it actually right. is. And he's not doing it. Christopher Reeve... Christopher, uh, uh, not Christopher Reeve, uh, Michael Caine. Michael Caine starts losing it on him. He's like, we only have a day to do this. You need to do this now. And he screams at him. And Christopher Reeve leaves the room. And Mary Lou Henner comes up to him and says, his wife left him this morning. He's like, okay. He calls him back in. He's like, you're holding on to the wastebasket because it's your only security. And it means so much to you. And then Christopher Reeve hugs it. Thank you so much, Lloyd. Yeah. <laughs> and, just walk, and just walks out. And it's like one of my favorite Christopher Reeve scenes ever. I love it. Well, and I, I like... Because, like I said, it's been a while, and so there's little bits and pieces that I remember. But I remember that there is, like, almost, like, the Scooby-Doo chase oh, thing yeah. where it's in one door, yep. out another door, Absolutely. in one door, out another door. And, That's like, what it was. It was supposed and- to be, like, a, a case of mistaken identity. Like, this was an apartment com- – uh, this was, like, a, a, an apartment, like uh, – like an apartment, I guess, a two-story two story, apartment. Yeah. And then you had one couple coming in not realizing another couple was already there. Right. And so they would go in, and then Carol Burnett played the maid, and every time she would come in and she'd drop a plate of sardines and someone would pick them up, and them up. Yeah. she'd think she was going crazy. Then you had the uh, Denholm Elliott who played the drunk who was playing a robber that was coming into the house to Robert. But during the actual play itself, 
continuously drank and yeah, fell no, asleep. He was, yeah, he was so they wasted. Kept, they kept, his name was Sheldon, so they kept screaming, Sheldon, yeah. you're on, yeah. you're on. <laughs> or he would come on too early or too late. It yeah. was just... And you didn't think it could get worse, and then it just got worse Constantly. and worse and yeah. worse until that we finally, when it got really fun, is when they showed us backstage. Like we knew what the uh, cl- uh, the cues were for the onstage stuff. Right. So about three fourths of the way in the movie, they just took us backstage. So we knew when Carol Burnett was supposed to be out there, and they were all fighting with each other because they were like all like inner romanced with each other that's right like yeah. john ritter was ha- having sex with mary lou henner but mary lou henner went uh, in love with michael Caine. so it was everyone was going crazy yeah. cousin larry appleton was in this too remember he, really? was, he was one of the stage hands no him shit. and julie Haggerty, who played the mom from um uh what about bob yeah yeah from uh, airplane yeah, yeah the main girl from Air- yeah. airplane uh she played the stage hand along with i i don't know his name i always call him cousin larry appleton though <laughs> if, you're, if you're a perfect strangers fan you know who i'm talking about uh, it was funny though, man. It was just, it was chaotic to the point at times it was almost too chaotic where you needed a breath and oh, yeah. you didn't really get it, but it just made the, the humor even better. Now, I'm just trying to remember because it's not really much of a spoiler, but in the end, don't they end up just like pulling it off really, really well? Like, I, I can't really remember. I don't remember. think they ever did. <laughs> you don't think they, did they ever even show them presenting the play to the public or did it no, just. No, we heard it. No, they did pull it off because I think Michael Caine. Wouldn't even go in after a while. He was like outside in the rain in a trench coat with like a fifth of Jack. Yeah. And everyone came out and everyone was cheering and everything. It was right. Like, oh, we finally did it. But we yeah. didn't get to see him do it. Yeah. We only saw the train wreck through the whole God, thing. God, it so. was so much fun. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna have to watch that. Yeah, sometime it, it's, in the next it's month. It's a great train wreck, and it's great seeing all these actors who you completely grew up with watching. And uh, it's just fun. Killing and it's these funny. roles. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh. and these actors. It, that's the good thing about when you're doing a movie of a play that they've seen this so many times. And I, I wonder if any of those actors actually did the play before. That would be Possibly. interesting. Because then that's when you go next level. We've talked about like Michael Shannon doing the movie Bug. Oh, right. He had done that role for a year and a half. Yeah. Up until when he started filming. So he knew that role yeah. so fucking good. Action. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. like, what do you want? Yeah. I, I mean, I can give you, if you want what I just did on Broadway, I, my job is super easy. Here. Yeah. So uh, that happens a lot, I think, that people come over. I know that was a major thing with um, Streetcar Named Desire. Everyone in the movie Streetcar Named Desire, except for one person, had done the play. Uh-huh. on Broadway. So they just moved them over and they did it. I guess uh, they got the girl from Gone with the Wind to play Stella. Uh, no, Stella's sister. Uh, I can't remember Stella's sister's name. But on the in the play, it was Jessica Tandy, the girl from um, Drive Miss Daisy. Yeah. 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 So she didn't, I don't know why they didn't take her, but. Yeah, I remember when I was in high school, I did um, theater. Yeah. And we went to districts down in Tampa. And I remember people doing Noises Off at that time. Nice. Yeah, it's the fun one. I mean, if you—that's a problem with theater, you know. You, you, that and it, Biloxi the, Blues were yeah. the two big ones oh, that people did. Such a great did. one. That's Neil Simon. Neil yeah. Simon did Neil Biloxi Simon Blues. Neil Simon was great, man. man. Love Neil Simon. Some of my favorite movies: The Odd Couple, yeah. uh, The Out of Towners. God's Favorite was always uh, one of my favorite plays. Yep. And what was the other one? Seems like old times with uh, with Chevy Chase. Such a great Neil Simon. That was one of his. I don't think it was ever a play. It was just a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I love Neil Simon. Uh, what was I going to say? <laughs> no, I, that's what I was going to say. That's the problem I had with theater. I know uh, there's so many plays I wouldn't want to do, or, or yeah. theater would seem like good. Like uh, I know, and- I don't know how he's doing it right now too. Andy's doing like uh, Andy Jean is doing mm-hmm. Dracula. 
Really? Right now, I've seen pictures with him with the cross and everything, and huh. I don't know what the hell they're how they're able to do that or not do it. But that's the type of role. I mean, but they're not all that. Some of them are like guys and dolls and shit like yeah. that. Guys but, and dolls was fun. Yeah, but nah, uh, um, I'm not a I'm guys not and a, dolls. Uh, bye bye, Birdie yeah, and Forty Second Street. I I had a little role in all of those. Yeah, see. Well. No wonder you don't watch any musicals yeah. anymore. Yeah, no, they made they it. made me learn to tap dance, and I was like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I'm gone. <laughs> All right, we got one more here. We're going to try not to spoil the hell out of this. It's a great movie from 2019, man, and it's basically Clue. And yes. that is uh, 2019 Knives Out. Knives out. Butler did it. Oh, man, why you got ruined on that? I just told you. Spoiler. Wait, I don't think there's a butler. We're safe. We're safe. So many people in this movie. Yeah. Wait, Tony Collette, we had just talked about her being in Little Miss Sunshine. We've got Jamie Lee Curtis. Great role she for Jamie Lee Curtis in this. She was fantastic in Michael this Shannon, uh, Don Johnson, Chris Evans. Uh, uh, what's his name? Bond. Yep, Bond. Uh, shit, what the hell's Bond's name? I can't say. Uh, uh, damn it. Uh, Daniel Craig. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lakeith Stanfield uh-huh. had played the uh, the second cop in this movie. Yeah. He was amazing. Uh, and the main girl I loved in this movie, and she was in this. Oh, yeah. I, she was I think great. that was the biggest surprise when we went in to see in this movie, or when I had seen it at least. Uh, you saw this in the theater, didn't I saw you? it in the theater, yeah. yep. I, I think I had seen it by myself. I couldn't get anyone to see it that day. And uh, I loved it. I, I thought it was exactly what I was hoping for. Uh, but when I had seen the trailer for it, I thought the family members, they were in the whole movie. Yeah. But I didn't realize how much that, uh, I guess I looked her up. She, uh, she was born in Cuba, then went to Spain and did a lot of movies in Spain and then mm-hmm. came over here. What we knew her from before Knives Out was uh, she played the prostitute in uh, Blade Runner 2049. Not the prostitute, the one that he had in his apartment that he turned right, around right, right. and everything, and then yeah. the prostitute had to go into she yeah. had to go in the prostitute's body. And like everything. the AI. Yeah, and she was uh, she was gorgeous in that movie, and she's awesome. But she played. Uh, I guess she was like the maid. Well, she was the she, nurse. She was the nurse was of Christopher, Christopher Plummer's, Plummer's nurse. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And I never realized till I watched the movie how much she was in it. And she was amazing in it. Oh, yeah. yeah she was really, really good in it. And so basically what happens, they have a birthday party. I don't know. It's like a 90th birthday party for Christopher Plummer. Yeah. And at the end of the night, he dies. Yeah. And everybody's got an al- everyone's got an, uh, a motive to have done it. Yeah. And it basically just it's this thread that kind of uh, rolls out. And it was uh, mentioning Looper. It's the same direction director and uh, and writer of Looper, Ryan Johnson, who oh, really? really needed this movie because he got the shaft with the Star Wars movie. He's the one who did the second oh, of, really? of the, that trilogy that yeah. everyone hated. Yeah. Some people like it. Some people like that second one. I'm not mm. one of them. Uh, I, I liked it, but... I mean, it was yeah. what it was. I yeah. mean, it had its scenes in it and yeah. everything, but there was a lot of... What I hated about it was it was so much of it that wasn't necessary. Well, and, and I mean, in this one, um, you know, they give you... The information as to how he died yep. and everything like that, you yeah. know, and so you're kind of under the assumption, like, what's what's the fucking mystery here? Like, yeah. they just showed us what happened, yeah. you know, and Daniel Craig is this kind of world-renowned detective. Yeah, very similar and, to like uh, the uh, Murder yeah. on the Orient Express guy, you know, who right. came in and just well, and I think that I think doings. wasn't there in in his will that due to an untimely death mm. that. Um, Daniel Craig was to receive a large sum of money to come and investigate yeah. his death. Yeah. And so, like, even though they've like he given... requested him. Right. And, and he's like a... Isn't he a mystery writer, too? So he... I think he the might type be. of things. So I remember watching it. I was like, is this all part of maybe a mystery he was writing? They did a pretty good job of keeping, the, keeping it under wraps. Yeah, no, I mean... And looking like everyone had it, because once you I, realized, you realized, I think Don Johnson was having an affair. Yeah. You realized that Michael Shannon had like an uh, an anger problem yeah. and a drinking problem, and um, and I, I don't, I don't, 
I don't consider this to be a spoiler. I think this was more myself, kind of a conspiracy mm-hmm. frame of mind mm-hmm. throughout the movie. But I think there was, I remember thinking like, maybe he's not even really dead. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And like, maybe he's No, like, it was all up in the air. Maybe this is all one big game to see how his family goes, yeah. you know? And like- Like greedy. I, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, you know? Um, but there were so many angles and, and things that they did with this movie that just like- you were who did it? Yeah. Who, you know who did it? And I loved some of the deliveries in this movie, like like the uh, and that's what excited us when that trailer first dropped, and you got Chris Evans Absolutely. telling everyone to kiss his ass. Yep. yep. Eat shit. Eat shit. <laughs> yeah. or, was it eat shit? Or yeah, I think it was ass. either eat shit or fuck you. Yeah, yeah, fuck you, other, something like you know? that. And, but to see him to have gone from Captain America <laughs> yeah. to that was like yeah. that's what I needed. That's what I needed. Yeah. You know, like and same with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. She had that short hair. She yeah. had already done that Scream Queen show and come back and done Halloween. Yeah. And I love her when. They were like, uh, how was the party? Uh, she was like, my, my father's party? Yeah. I mean, like, before he died? Yeah. Oh, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll tell you, it's a side note. The other day, I rented Halloween specifically, and I'm sure I could have gone on YouTube and seen it, but I literally brought it home, put it in, and watched the last 15 minutes, <laughs> and then took it out. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Dave move right there, yeah. man. Dave I was like, yeah, it's worth three bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Just buy it now. Yeah, I think they have exactly, it like, right? Man, it's, no, that was a fabulous movie, too, and we yeah. got to wait. We got to wait a long time oh, for those suckers God, to come dude. out. We should have been watching that in, like, another week. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, there's so many movies we kind of got screwed up. Yeah, we'll have to leave it that way at Knives Out because there's too many spoilers in that movie that we would like. We don't want to. Uh, but the misdirection we're... and the whodunitness it was of, good. of the movie yeah. was fantastic. Yeah, and it's it's like I said, it's difficult to do because we've seen so many movies like that. I mean, I mean, after like 300, not that we've seen 300 episodes of Murder, She Wrote, but right? I'm sure they've tackled every possible conceivable kind of thing. Yeah. So it's hard to come up with that. They they say of screenwriter, you know, you, you come up with your ending first and mm-hmm. then you kind of work, work backwards, backwards and then it's easier to come up that way. It, I've never written a movie, but two screenplays that I've always wanted to write would be a murder history or yeah. a murder movie and a heist movie. And I'm like... I don't know how to do either one yeah, of those. Like, most screenwriters don't know their ending when they come to it, unless you're doing a mystery movie. Yeah. When you're doing a mystery movie, it's like that one thing that you have to know ahead of time. Right. But even Stephen uh, King says he doesn't know how any of his books... That's because and, he's and, on a cocaine-fueled weekend, and, and all uh, of a sudden you have knock, <laughs> Not to knock Stephen King, but it shows a lot of times that he doesn't know what the ending yeah, is going to be. Yeah, it does. You know, because he just kind of... He's famous for phoning the endings yeah. in. Sometimes he nails it, and sometimes he doesn't, and sometimes you need a director like Kubrick that kicks it up a notch yeah. and says, all right, I'll give you the ending you didn't No, have. I mean, I loved It. I loved It Part 2. I yep. loved the original. I loved the remake. But I have to say, I was with every single one of the It that they did yeah. I was always let down by the ending oh yeah you know it was. but I knew I was going to be let down by the ending already so it was just like eh it is what it is yeah. you know yeah so but yeah Knives Out definitely check it out it's it's absolutely worth your time and don't avoid it just because Ryan Johnson fucked up a Star Wars movie <laughs> <laughs> sorry Ryan you've got enough hell over that <laughs> I loved him in Looper man I thought he was going to be the next big thing when Looper came out oh dude I love and, that movie and then I was like oh they got the Looper guy to do the Star Wars movie and they were like oh no <laughs> can so he go back in time and try that again yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen the third one in a while I, I, saw I still it haven't the seen it I saw it in the theater I yeah. liked it the I, third one was good yeah I know I just yeah. haven't seen the it the first yet. one was good the second one was eh and yeah. the third one was awesome but that's the way with trilogies that it goes. Yeah. You know, the only... Not Empire, though. Well, I was going to say either that... Or Godfather. Yeah. I'll, I'll block holes in this all day long. Yeah. Scream 2. I, I was going to say <laughs> Terminator 2. Yeah, you Terminator know. 2. There, there's um, a lot of sequels. I, dude, I'll tell you, as far as the the Scream set, you know, Scream goes, I still think number four. Have you seen it yet? 
Oh, I've seen him all Scream before, four? but I don't remember it. Oh, um, the, cause is that the one Jane Silent Bob are in? Or is that three? I think that's three. Because yeah. four, um, what's his name? Craven came back to do. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I thought that one was great. It was good. They were just not all as good as the first one. No. Those kind of went in order for me. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's not easy doing sequels, for yeah. sure. So I know what you Sometimes did last summer. <laughs> Sometimes you don't. Yeah. That's a good example. <laughs> all right, that'll be it for this week. We, next week, we have uh, me and Dave are going to do true crime. Like I said, we're going to talk some Jeffrey Dahmer. We're going to talk about some upbeat movies that you're going to miss, like Bully. Can't wait. We're going to talk about Bully, man. Oh, I just God. rewatched Bully. I can't watch that I movie. watched it yesterday, and I was like, wow, yeah. man. I forgot how uh, hardcore this movie was. Yeah, I remember turning that off. They got away with a lot of shit in that movie. Like, I barely remember it, but I remember it's turning it off. the worst rape scene I've ever seen in I, I'm, I don't even know that. They're, they were torturing an animal, and I was like, nope, I'm out. It was like no, a frog or something like that. Not Bully. I don't think in Bully. You Maybe. might be thinking kids. or No, it wasn't kids. I thought it was uh, Bully. Bully. At Pupil, they did a lot of it. Brad Renfro was in that, and nah, he, he yeah. tortured the bird in that Maybe movie. that's what it was. Uh, because I just watched it. I didn't see him do anything to an animal. It was mainly drugs and sex, but the, the rape stuff was bad, and yeah. obviously the murder. I don't go, I don't... It's like kids with murder. I mean, it really is. <laughs> well, I'm so going to go watch that. So if you want to talk about that <laughs> yeah. next week, I'm, I'm go- I, I like it. I own it. So. Yeah. No, I own kids also. Yeah, I own kids also. So, yeah, there'll be a couple of the disturbing ones on there uh and we'll be talking a little fox catcher if you don't know that story it's a really amazing story uh uh so we'll be doing that and then the week after that we'll be doing dysfunctional families be with talking me and all Justin. about my family i'm telling you man <laughs> I, I tailored it to you <laughs> and <laughs> then uh and then we're gonna do our epic halloween episode I'm man looking forward and to that the one. halloween episode is gonna be real fun we're gonna do it out at dave's farm we're gonna uh we'll, we'll creep it up a little bit you know and uh I'll add some creepy music, you know. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, it'll be exciting, man, because we don't have much for Halloween except for old horror movies, yeah. man. No one's trick-or-treating. No one's uh, doing anything. Even though I was telling Dave, it seems like the one thing you can do, everyone wear masks. Yeah, right. You know? I usually do. I usually phone in a. My uh, wife loves carving pumpkins. Uh-huh. And we used to have our friends over. I don't know if we're gonna. We might do it socially distance this year, but everyone carves a pumpkin. But I don't believe in carving pumpkins. I I I I'll paint on them. Yeah. I'll do stuff to them, but I don't want to carve them because they immediately start dying. And yeah. I I, I like seeing just the pumpkins as pumpkins. I yeah. never really enjoyed it. Uh, and sometimes I phone it in. This year, I'm putting two toothpicks on the side, and I'm putting a, uh, a like a, a mask N95 on mask on that sucker. <laughs> Some googly eyes, and I'm good to go, man. Well, I'll tell you real quick. The, uh, <laughs> the pumpkin trend this year that I saw that I actually really thought was awesome was you take your traditional orange pumpkin, mm-hmm. and you cut an oval into it, right? Uh-huh. And then you take a white pumpkin and put it inside oh, interesting. and color in an eyeball so it looks like it's oh, staring cool, at you. Oh, cool, man. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Well, that See? might be a good See? idea right there. Yeah. I kind of like that idea, too. Yeah, that is pretty clever, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what we got coming up. So if you want to get a hold of us, you can check us out on uh, Facebook under Fascinated with Films. You can see our cool picture collages and uh, you can uh, shoot us a direct message there. We could also uh, shoot us a message through our um, email account at fascinatingwithfilms at gmail.com. Or you can leave us a like or a comment on our two platforms, SoundCloud or iTunes, and uh, give us a like or a comment. We'd appreciate it. Absolutely. So until next week in true crime, see ya. I didn't do it. People tell me I look like Han Solo. Really? Really?